I love all my clients, but I adore the young adults. Because they've had less time to be shaped by their environment, they tend to be more open-minded and less set in their ways. They're often more willing to experiment with creating a new identity and less afraid of being told, you've changed. Last week, Gabriel, a young adult client I work with, reached out to me with the following. He said, or rather he wrote, when new changes arise and abundance blooms, my upper limit hits the ceiling. I see it in every aspect of my life. What's your advice for recalibrating and centering one's focus? So Gabriel has read Gay Hendricks's powerful book, The Big Leap, which I've linked in the written uh, version of this blog, and was referring to the author's thesis, which is the following in the author's words. Each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our inner thermostat setting, we will often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to drop back into the old familiar zone where we feel secure. That, in summary, is what Gabriel was referring to when he talked about his upper limit hitting the ceiling. In the past, Gabriel would have had no awareness of this dynamic and, and he would have unconsciously, but still pretty brutally, sabotaged his success. Once left with the result of his sabotage, he would have then piled on the guilt and shame, not realizing the very human reason for his behavior. In his early 20s, Gabriel is living with a level of consciousness that I did not begin to have until I was well into my 40s. Gabriel and all my young adult clients are my everyday heroes. Here's my response to Gabriel's original question. What's your advice for recalibrating and centering one's focus? So here are the 11 steps I take. Number one, not surprising to those of you who have been in my community for a while, I slow down to explore and acknowledge which daily practices I might be ignoring without realizing I'm doing that. Could it be journaling or breath work or time on trails, connection with loved ones? I said to Gabriel, almost always I realize I've fallen behind on a daily practice without consciously noticing it. Number two, I intentionally and sometimes ruthlessly cut existing commitments from my calendar in order to give myself room to breathe. Remember, Space is where miracles happen. Number three, I watch a comedy show on Netflix. Don't underestimate the power of humor. Number four, I connect with nature, whether a walk on the beach or a hike on trails, or in Gabriel's case, a bike round around Central Park. Number five, I practice self-compassion by reminding myself that I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. Experiencing ups and downs means I'm alive. It does not mean something has gone terribly wrong. Number six, I reach out to the fountains in my life, the people who energize us. These are the people with whom a conversation 
almost always leaves us with greater wisdom and ease. By the same token, take extra care to stay away from the drains, who are, of course, the opposite of fountains. Number seven, I get extra sleep and take measures to optimize the quality of the sleep I am getting. Number eight, most of you won't like this one very much. I abstain from alcohol fully and totally. Number nine, I focus on what is literally in front of me at any given time. This child, this conversation, this TV show, this bath, this client, this cup of coffee. Number 10, I read through my celebration log, also known as my yay me journal, an ongoing list of my daily wins. Because as you know, we tend to forget our wins and we focus on future worries so easily. Yay me is a reminder to take radical responsibility for the good things I'm creating in the world. And lastly, number 11, I read poetry, mostly David White.